<laughs> welcome to sold out. You guys get a little sold out, little blooper bonus reel there. Uh, man, it's good to be here. Glad you guys are hanging out, listening to us. If there's a topic you guys would like us to to, to share on or talk about, uh, you can you can tweet us, you can contact us at the church, do whatever. We we uh, would love to to hear from you. If there's something we can maybe help you with, um, that would be awesome. Uh, so, Mark, we, we, the last couple of podcasts talked about salvation and, and once we're saved, now what? And we kind of ended up, and we, we kind of went down this rabbit trail a little bit about um, needing each other as Christians. About uh, you, you, the scripture you used that, that really kind of spurred me on was um, iron sharpens iron. And I think so many times the father of lies, again, Satan, Beelzebub, the devil, <laughs> whatever phrase you like to use, um, one of the greatest tools he uses is to get us isolated. Uh, and, and it's basic, basic uh, military tactics, right? Like um, I always look at life, you know, I, I served in the Army National Guard for eight years. And I always look at life through, through that kind of lens and, and what, can, what did I learn. Um, number one thing we wanted to do is we wanted to cut an enemy force in half, get people alone because it's a lot easier to take care of business when there's you know, one or two people versus two or three hundred people. And the adversary tries to do the exact same thing, right? Like we talked about books that are out there and bad theology that, that you don't need the church, you don't need each other to, to be a Christian. And the problem with that is it's not biblical. And nowhere in the Bible does it will it ever support that stance. So one of the things we have to do and once once we're, you know, saved and we're starting down this path of righteousness and living a life for Jesus is we have to get plugged in with other believers. So if, if let's look at your uh, piece about divide and conquer again in the military. So one of the military strategies is, is when you divide, you cut off the supply line. You cut off the supply line of ammunition, of food. You cut off the supply line of communications. And what does that do? Uh, maybe initially it's not so bad because they have some of those kind of things, but over time you wear down, you wear down, you weaken to a point where that individual or that group can be overcome. And so in the same way it is in the church, if we spend much time away from the body, we will be weakened. We will think in a way that, that is weak. We will not be sharp and in tune with the Holy Spirit and, and what the Word of God teaches. Uh, it's easier to be deceived when we don't have the strength of others around us. Let's let's look at the best example. Let's go to Scripture. Oh, I think Scripture good is idea. probably a good idea, don't you? Uh, and probably the best example I can think of is when the new when the church actually started and began, right after Pentecost. What did the new believers do? There were 3,000 of them. Here's what it says, verse 42, 41 in Acts chapter 2. So then those who received his word were baptized. There was added to that day uh, about 3,000 souls. And they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Now it doesn't say once in a while, when they got drained, when they felt like it. They were continually devoting to teaching, so they're getting the word, to fellowship, gathering together with other believers, and to the breaking of bread 
So uh, communion, Lord's Supper, however term you want to use for that, and prayer. Boy, there are the four T's if you want to grow as a Christian and what the church is really all about right there. What happened when they did these things? They were depressed? No. It says everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. Bottom line is when you're gathered together and when you're one and then you're in unity, there's a there's an ability, uh, not an ability, there's a there's a, a, an openness to the move of the Holy Spirit. And where the Holy Spirit moves, there's liberty. And where there's liberty, good things happen in the gospel. It's so interesting to me, Mark, that uh, we, we read the early church, and, and yet we somehow think that it doesn't apply to us mm. in today's culture, that we can do this thing. Um, I could use your example. You said not occasionally, not once in a while, not when I'm feeling down. How about not on Sundays, mm-hmm. right? Like, are we continuing, like Monday through Saturday, are we continuing in the word? Are we con- do we have people in our lives to encourage us, to strengthen us, to challenge us, to correct and rebuke us if we need it, right? Um, the bride of Christ is not a building. And, and for those of you who don't know, that Jesus refers to the church as his bride, which again brings me to this thing that, um, how can I say that I am surrendered in a love with Jesus and say I hate his bride? I mean, I use, I, I'm a pretty simple guy. If you tell me you love me, but you hate my wife, we're going to have strife between us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not going to go well. That's not going to be a, a flourishing, nurturing, growing relationship that's going to be stagnant, standoffish, and dead. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people in the church today are stagnant standoffish or dead spiritually well and so what happens so it encourages it to gather together talks about what they're doing they felt these signs and wonders and let's finish this up 44 to 47 says this and all those who had believed were together there was oneness of mind they had all things in common they had a common sense of purpose and that was jesus him crucified getting that message out to everybody else that was their sole intent and purpose what they do? Because they had this one goal, verse 45, they began selling their property and possessions. We're sharing them with all and anyone who might have need because this was their mission. They were on mission and on purpose for everything. They didn't be out of their own, well, this makes me feel good today. Well, I want to go do this. I have this need. I have that. No, they were oneness in purpose and that got them moving in a different direction. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they began taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. You want joy in your life? You want purpose in your life? Get on mission with the things of God. And lastly, verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day, those who were being saved. There's a difference between church a building and church the people and the people when they're unified in oneness in a sense of purpose they open themselves up to the holy spirit's moving to do the work that he called them to do the church is not man's idea it was god's idea from the very beginning that was the way that he god chose that he was going to use to reach everyone through the church and we can't relegate it as a building it's really something much greater than that. It's a 
It's the spirit of all those folks gathered together uh, and, and moving in, in activity in, in ways which the spirit is leading. I mean, yeah, I always remember our, our friend Jeremy Meyer, what he said one time, that the, the church building is nothing more than a place of gathering, training, and equipping for the church to be on mission. And it's such a true statement that um, buildings are important, yes. Uh, absolutely. I love the fact that uh, we have a ton of ministry we can do just because of our building and size. And we use it to, to glorify God the best we know how. But here's the church in action. Here's the church. Um, we are a, a, a guy from our church, and I won't share his name because I didn't ask his permission to share the story. But um, he's been helping me out with food deliveries. He's been going out and delivering to some of the lower income ports of our, of our city. And um, I saw him cruising around in the church van on Monday night. And I was, hey, man, what's, what's going on? And, and here is his family that he had been helping with meals and just kind of praying over and encouraging and things like this. And they got an apartment. They finally got to get out of the low-income housing. They're, they're, in, they're moving in the right direction. And uh, this guy took his night and helped move their furniture and move their stuff into. And then went above and beyond. They had questions about, hey, now that we're doing okay, how do we you know, cash checks? How do we do this kind of stuff? And, and that's how he spent his evening. Wow. And, and it's such a cool story because um, he was just being – being the church. the church, you know, and um, what's really interesting is these are two people that have never been to our church, two people that we, you know, we've, I, I don't even know their names, but because someone took the mission of Christ seriously to go and love on people, um, lives are being transformed, and that's that's powerful. And the church isn't just Cornerstone. It isn't just what you can name all the churches out there, name the church that you go to. The church is the body of Christ universal. We are the big, you know, the church, it's, it's everyone who is a Christian. But you have to have your place to go for training. And, you know, there's lots of good resources. I mean, our church, um, our church gets involved with a group called Right Now, where we get training from some of the top Christian leaders in the entire country, in fact, the entire world. People like Francis Chan and Matt Chandler and and well, how many thousands of others? Yeah. Just incredible. I keep waiting for them to call us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but you know, we do our part, and that's uh, everybody does their part, and we're called to do that. And that's what that's what being a church is all about: doing the thing that God's called you to do. Yeah, you know, the Bible talks about us as individuals of being a part of the body, the hand, the ear, the note, whatever it is. But each individual church to me is also a, a part of that body, you know, and and there's things that God's called Cornerstone to do and how we do things and our mission that is completely different than uh, the church right down the street. Right. They, they're going to have, they're a different part. They have their part That's to play. That's by God's design. That's okay. It is. And um, where, where we as people and we as individual churches get ourselves in trouble is when we try and be someone else. You know, it, we could never be, I, I don't know, just name another church because God's put a DNA inside of us that is completely different. Likewise, um, no other church can do the things that God's called us to do. They could try, but they're not going to find joy and things like that in there because 
That's not what God's called them or who God's called them to be. Yeah, if I were if I were to start a brand new church, first thing I would do is I would gather a group of people and I would say, let's pray together and seek God and say, God, what is it that, that you have for us to do? Don't try to do the cookie cutter. Don't try to copy what some other place is doing just because they're having success. Bottom line is, what has God called you to do? What's your part? Because when everybody does their part, what God has called them to do, that's when we're prosperous and successful in the things of Christ. So, grow, get involved, be a part of an active part of your church, learn your spiritual gifts, discern who God's called you to be, be accountable to someone, all those things so necessary. You said the word grow. Uh, we learned this through Child Evangelism Fellowship years ago. Uh, grow, go to church, R, read your Bible, O, obey God, and W, be a witness, tell others what God's doing. Grow. I good love stuff. That. It's good stuff right there. Good way to end it. All right, guys. Love you all. Have a great week.